Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Joining me to look back on the disappointing exit from the Champions League against Milan. Uh, first up, Paul from uh, Sydney Ospers. How you doing, mate? Mate, I am absolute shit, to be honest with you. And I'm looking around this little room and looking at all the people in here. Paul Moore looks like he's going to fucking kill someone. And, and <laughs> Seb, just, Seb looks like he's, I don't know, he just doesn't want to be here, mate. He's just crying in the corner. It's, it's not pretty. It's only you that's trying to smile. So, look, I think it's going to be interesting. Let's see where we go. Yeah, well, I just got back from Colombia, so that's probably why I'm smiling. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I, no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes. Like, well, I, they, they lost my bag as well. Which I, I bag? Which bag? How many grams was that bag? <laughs> no, seriously, I turned up today. No luggage. I was fuming. I, was fly, I flew Bogota to Panama City just to keep it as narco as possible in Panama City to Sao Paulo. And somewhere in between Panama City and Sao Paulo, they lost my bag. So I'm trying to laugh it off. Anyway, back around the room, uh, Mr. Paul Muir, how you doing, mate? I've been better. That wasn't very good. Yeah, it was. That's, it what, was. that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm going to say about that. That wasn't very good. Mm. <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll crack into the game. Also joining is Seb Short. How you doing, Seb? Yeah, not good. Uh, raging inside. Um, you sound far too happy, Bren, by the way. Your <laughs> intro your intro was too much, <laughs> too much too soon. So, yeah, you t- you sound chipper and I am I am fuming. I'm, re- I'm really, really angry. He's just mm. had three grams of nose bag. That's why he looks all right. <laughs> um, look, before we're going to crack into the game, before we do, our manager, this was his first game back since, what's a three-week break after the having his gallbladder taken out um, and didn't make a difference. That You thought maybe there'd be some kind of response, but the performance was, was on a par with the recent performances. Um, just, just so stodgy. Uh, as I said, we'll crack into the game, but Paul in Straya... Where are you, mate, when, with, with, with Conte and what do you think should happen? I think it's difficult to, to look at this in isolation because I think that if you look at the way that we're playing at the moment, 
the system is stodgy the system is clogged up we don't generate we don't create any space for for the forward three players um and without space those players are going to be ineffective so that system is coming from the manager i've often thought that we look at our best when in the rare times where we press high win the ball play it quickly and we just don't do that enough so if this is how conte wants to play football i really don't want to see that at my club I'm not willing to sacrifice what I see as my enjoyment in in watching uh, an interesting, fluid, football-playing side just to try and win a Mickey Mouse bit of silverware. I don't really give a shit about the fact that we're out of the Cups at the moment because I would much rather us not win anything under him than be looking back at it in the same way that I look back at George Graham going, yeah, it was nice to win something, but fucking hell, it would have been nice to do it playing air football. Hmm. So for me, I, I I get why we bring someone like Conte in, serial winner, all that shit, but it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. It needs to change. Mister mm. Neil, where are you with with Conte? We've, we've, it's, it's so bizarre. We've gone from like the end of last season, we were playing great. Like it was still a Conte style, but but we we had an identity that everyone was pulling in the right direction. We bought. We made some good signings. We added to the squad. And, and the, the regression has been stopped between this time last year and now. The, the difference is huge. Uh, where, where are you with Conte? Listen, we all thought it was going to be difficult with obviously the World Cup halfway through the season, etc. Cetera, et cetera. That's, that's long gone now. We were playing pretty poorly before the World Cup and we've been playing pretty poorly since. I agree with Paul from Australia. It does come down for the manager. Um, these players are woefully underperforming. Um, they have got to be better than this in this system. So I think a reset is needed. I would I wouldn't be sorry to see the back of him. I think if you got someone in now you can still see a bounce. He could probably st- he come the new coach coming in could probably get something going before the end of the end of the season and give the players like um that kind of like a jolt of energy that, that get them out of this kind of funk that they're in it's just um yeah a reset's needed so I'd probably air yeah, if you were asking me where he stays or goes, I would say he probably, has to, he probably needs to go ASAP. Mm. And Seb, how about you? Like he, I think he's made it clear he doesn't want to stick around. He's not signed that contract. And I don't know if that's affected things, I, I, the performance of the players, whether they're committed, because they're seeing that the manager's not committed. Why would they commit? Why would they risk injury? Why would they put their bodies on the line for a guy who probably isn't going to be here in a few months? So his, his contract ends, was it 30th of June? So he's got what, mm-hmm. two or three months left. So, uh, it, anyway, sorry, where, where are you, Seb, with, with Conte? Get him out tonight. It's that simple. Get him out tonight. That was the, that was the last chance saloon and it failed miserably. Um, you know, Son come out in the weekend and said, oh, it's so good to have him back and we've missed his energy on the sideline. None, none of that energy, that kind of, I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, doesn't transmit into anything. They look clueless tonight. Absolutely clueless. We haven't got a single player on the pitch who can beat a man. Not one. Got no creativity in that side at all. Kulusevsky was the closest thing that we had to anyone who's going to create anything tonight, aside from Kane, because you're asking Kane to do about three jobs in one. Son Mm. is shot to pieces. Hoybier runs around fighting fires all all game. Skip does, does the job that he's asked to do. Where is the creativity? 
Where is the guy who's dropping his shoulder, beating a man, taking someone on, getting the crowd on their feet? There isn't one. And there hasn't been one. I was trying to think, honestly, I was trying to think back. And I know we've had these conversations before. I know we've talked about it before. The last time I can remember genuinely that I take Champions League run when we got to the final out of it, genuinely, consistently being excited by Spurs. And the last game that I can remember was Everton 2, Tottenham 6. right? And I think that is December 2018. And since then, we have been served up. I mean, it's been terrible. Yeah, even when we've been doing okay, even when we were top of the league under Jose, it was terrible. And I don't know if we're a different club to to other fans. Maybe everyone wants to see attacking football. And I hate the phrase, the Tottenham way and all that. Mm. But we are such, we are the absolute antidote to that at the moment, right? We, we have, there's nothing enjoyable. There was not a single minute of enjoyment tonight. Not one. It was well, horrible. Uh, it was horrible from minute one. Can I can I can I put out the, the head tennis? There was about a minute of head tennis. That was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, about a, it. There's a difference between enjoyable and laughable. <laughs> there is. I, I know you take issue a bit with the with the Tottenham Way thing, but we all connected with the club for a reason. There was something about the club that brought us in when we were all young. You know, I've been <laughs> doing this for for far too fucking long, and. And there was something about the way they played. There was something about the feeling around the club. The only time that I've had that kind of feeling around my club in recent times was when when Pochettino was there. And that was more than just how we played on the pitch. That was more about there was an identity that the, the coaching staff brought. There was an identity around our club that made us feel like we were part of it. You know, it was giving it back to us in, in that sense. And... I think that we were would all be far more forgiving of the results if we still had that level of identity and that level of connection, because that's just not there at all. You know, you, you have this feeling that that the the coaching staff there at the moment really couldn't give a crap about Tottenham. They give a crap about how they want to play the game and what they think they can get out of it. But they don't care about my club. They don't care about your club. And if they don't care about it, they really shouldn't be there. Antonio Conte cares about him. Sorry, Bryn, I know, I know you're going to come in. Antonio Conte cares about him. That's that's it. I agree. And a, and a lot of the players are playing for themselves, not playing for the club. Harry Kane plays for the club. You could see that tonight, right? And I think that's unquestioned. You know, I'm stating the, stating the obvious. There was one player tonight who wanted it. It was Harry Kane. Yeah, there was no one else who was putting the club above themselves tonight from the coaching staff all the way down to the players. It was an embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. Let's not let's not hold back. Let's say it for, for what it is. To go out of the Champions League like that is an embarrassment. And to be fighting for it, to rest players in cups and everything else so that you can fight for fourth place, so that you can do it all again next year in exactly the same way, is an embarrassment. Nothing else to say. Yeah, no, well, then maybe let's let's crack in. Let's we'll revert back to the manager question towards the end, maybe, and the rumours of Pochettino wanting to come back. But let's let's crack into the game. Um, the lineup, uh, Paul, you're you're the the special guest today in Australia. When you saw the lineup, how did you feel that the big? I guess the big questions were Perisic coming in and Son instead of Richarlison. Perisic, you, I think, was forced though with with Davies having to play in the the, the back three um, with Dyer's suspension. 
how did you feel though with the lineup? Was that probably the best lineup we could put out, or was there was there some changes you wanted to see? I think Perisic was the was there for experience. Um, you know, you want to have some some older heads within that to to kind of give the, the the other players a bit of guidance in places they probably haven't been before for some of them. Um, so I completely understand that. And, and you you know you're right that that with Dyer missing, you know there was no choice but to bring. Um, uh, Davies back inside and, and play on the left of the three. I think my my biggest issue with that is I don't think Longley is the right person to hold that centre in the same way that Dyer does. And you can say what you like about Dyer's abilities, but as a an organiser and as a leader, he does a fantastic job in the centre of that back three. And I think that we use, we generally look a lot better with him there than with anyone else in that central role. So for me, that was probably the... Um, the talking point, but then who do you put there? There's, you yeah, know, you, exactly. um, I, I remember when Sanchez first came to the club that he looked really good sat between um, Alderweireld and Vertonghen. Um, I don't think he'd look equally as good sat between Longley and um, Romero. Paul, how are you with the lineup? Uh, again, the key question would be that defence, but would you, would you yeah. put in Tanganga? Would you put in Sanchez? It's, it's no. much of a muchness. And so Longley is probably ahead of those two. Um, yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jaffet last played um, right centre back against Leicester away. I was at that game. He was not very good. Um, so yeah, that back three at the minute with Dyer being suspended for this game picked itself. Um, glad to see Emerson Royale come back in on the right hand side. So that obviously leaves Perisic with um, obviously because uh, assessing on is injured yet again. Uh, Son, um, I kind of agree. I, I, a lot's been said about Son. Um, I'm of the point now where. If you played him this long, you might as well keep him in there because um, he is better. He has got the pace. And if you do play the ball over the top, I know we don't do this a lot, but you know, he has got the pace to like kind of really frighten defences. If we play to his strengths, he's probably one of the best in the world, certainly in the, in the Premier League, uh, with the ball's played in front of him and he runs onto it. We're not doing that at the moment. So there's an argument there for dropping him. Gozeski, I was thought, I thought, I've not been impressed with Kurski since he's come back from his injury, so I think he's probably still slightly injured, as I said in the last podcast. Um, but you know, obviously Kane H is the captain, picks him, he, he picks himself kind of thing. The main thing was was for me was that were we gonna play on that front foot, and with that team, I just didn't think that we were for some reason. I know it. As I said, it just picks itself there, but it just didn't seem to me to have, you know, the mix of experience that I wanted. I, I, yeah, I know Paris, Paul just said that Perisic was, was, was very, very, he's a very experienced player. Harry's a very experienced player, but it just didn't seem to have like, you know, the kind of the street smart, the wiliness to like try and like, you know, figure out how these Italians going to come and, and play. They didn't have to do anything. They had to sit back and make sure they didn't concede. And uh, they did that very well, but that 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 lineup just didn't seem to have that you know, that guile it, within it, and that was the most disappointing thing for me. Is like we just didn't seem to realise how the Italians were going to play, and was that down to a lack of experience? Was it down to somebody like Dyer at the back, as as Paula said there for his, for his leadership? I'm not sure, but hmm. I do think I mean. though, Paul, that it wouldn't really matter who was out there today. The guile is not in. You know the the ten outfield players there. The guile is in what happens in the week leading up to that, and yeah. and the, the the way that they're set up to play, 
you know, I, I think that you're right about Son. We're not making the most of his abilities. We're not making the most of Kane's abilities. We're not making the most of any attacking player's abilities because we're playing this slow, stodgy style. And we only look decent when we start moving it quickly. So I, I think regardless of the personnel, the outcome's probably still the same. Mm. Seb, your your thoughts on the first half? Like we there were, we had a couple of chances. There was the one, the block shot from Emerson Royale, and there was the other one. I think it was even Royale that played it to Kane. And but again, they were both sort of side footed. And I think the first one was blocked, and the second one, I think uh, the keeper Mainan got a leg to it. But it was slim pickings. We weren't there really was, on the front foot first half. There was nothing, Brent. You know, BT Sport covered it over here, and they literally said at halftime, we, "We've got nothing much to show you." There was nothing. We stepped it up. I think around the fifteen-minute mark, that we had a couple of couple of attacks. That is literally all I could call them. They weren't chances. There wasn't anything going on. The what the the, the thing for me was, and look, BT Sport covered it. I don't think we can. We all know it. Got a world-class stadium, absolutely packed to the rafters tonight. It sounded at the start like the atmosphere was fantastic, right? A glory, glory night in the making. Let's see what we can do. Let's turn it over. Okay. By the 20-minute mark, it was flat as a witch's tit, right? It had gone. And the reason it had gone wasn't because we hadn't had any chances, wasn't because we were struggling or anything like that. It was because it was the same old shit. Backwards passing. There was a point, I, I looked at, at the clock, I think it was 18 minutes. Um, ben Davis had the ball. He had eight players in front of him. Okay. Not one of them moved. They were all static. And the ball went back to Longley, who was the only player behind Ben Davis. It's that that sucks the life out of the team, sucks the life out of the stadium. Must frustrate Conte because I don't believe that that is, is his instruction. Look, we'll come on. It's a separate issue. We'll come on to Conte. Players have to be held responsible as well. That it was. It was one little, little little moment, but it summed everything up for me. There was no momentum. There was no forward thrust. There was no fight. No, we're going to do this. It was we will take the easy option. All of them. It's not just. I'm not criticising Ben Davis in that instance. None of them wanted the ball. None of them were making a move. And that just summed up particularly the first half. Look, Paul, me and Paul had a bit of a run-in a few weeks ago where Paul said uh, some words to the effect of um, we turned up, I think it was the Arsenal game, we turned up and, for the first half and we'll just see how it goes. And I really took umbrage with that because it shouldn't be how you play a football match. But to give <laughs> Paul his due, that is exactly how it seemed tonight. We'll stay in it in the first half. We'll see how it goes. We won't do too much. We'll keep it nice and tight. And then we'll go again because we know we can play in the second half. What a way to play a Champions League last 16 game. You can't play like that. But that is exactly how it felt tonight. Can I bring you up on a couple of points, Seb? Like, firstly, I know some very buxom witches. So you need to sort that one out. (laughs) But, But more importantly, you know, you say it's not Conte's instruction to play that way. But if you look at the way that he sets his mentality up, his mentality is always, we don't concede. And then we we build on something from that. So if you've been drumming that into players' heads and drumming it into their heads week in, week out, then what are they going to do when they get the ball? They're going to go, not sure if that's safe. I'll pass backwards, that's safe. And the whole passing backwards is designed to bring the other team onto you so you create space in behind. But they're all wise to it. So the space isn't getting created behind. Not only that, uh, and, and you're right, Paul, but not, not only that, is 
that every time you're passing it backwards, you're giving the opposition just time to set, set themselves, get in their positions. And AC Milan weren't in any hurry, as we expected. Look, they covered um, on the coverage, and I knew. I think we all knew it anyway, the weaknesses that AC Milan had. Tamori, you know, he, he's new into the team. He replaced um, Simon Kier, which I couldn't understand. But he's come in, he's made mistakes, he's given penalties away. You can put him under pressure, you can beat him up a little bit. Nothing. So, do they even watch the team? Do they have a, a plan? Do they say to, say to Son, play on him, play on his shoulder, make him make a mistake? The other thing that I wanted to raise, and I would have had him off in a, straight at halftime. I mean, you didn't ask me about the lineup. I wouldn't have played Son. I was, and I was actually surprised that he that he played. Um, Who would you play in his place? I would have Richarlison on. I would have Richarlison on because he's proven Son from the bench that he can do it. And I honestly thought we we do a prediction league on the on the Patreon chat, and I put down. We, I asked people to name the team this week rather than predict a score and then uh, uh, and predict a halftime and a full time. I had nil nil halftime and one nil full time Son to score because. I thought he would come off the bench. I thought that it was made for him to for it to be a tight game and for him to make an impact. He can't do it from the start. And there was a point in the first half, he won the ball and I think he had Emerson running um, to the right of him and he could have just laid a ball off and, and, and moved. And he stuttered. He didn't know what to do. He got the ball half under his control and it, it just, he literally stopped. And the crowd, the crowd that you could hear, the crowd did not like it. He, he looks lost. But sorry, Paul, I've interrupted you going on with more points. But what, what, what else did you want to? What did you want to say? No, no. Look, I've, I've done my bit. Paul Muir looks like he's got some things to say. <laughs> no, I'm, ju- I'm, ju- I'm just listening. Um, I thought the first half we we talk about lack of creativity. Conte's not really a creative manager unless you've got a world class Eden Hazard in your team. We had at Chelsea. Um, it's automations of play, which is the centre-back sliding the ball into our front three with their back to goal. Hopefully they get, a, again, hopefully they get a good first touch. They can turn away and start something going. We did that a few times. I'm with Seb, um, Son, yeah, I know, I know the, the bit you're alluding to there, Seb, when he could have played it off to the right-hand side. And he didn't, and he's, he's woeful in confidence. I mean, elite sport, what I know about elite sport, and I've been around a few elite teams, is it's his confidence. You know, you're not going to teach someone during the week how to like pass the ball correctly. You're going to teach them how to like be able to like execute under extreme pressure things time and time and time again. And Son's not doing that at the moment. So I don't know what's going on with Son. It's a confidence thing. In my opinion, it might be something else. I didn't think, I thought Kamey's back to goal tonight was excellent. And I thought Kulu, Kulu was poor. Cooley would yeah three or four overhit crosses in the first half, and if that is our creativity in Kulu and our systems of play not really kind of like working, then what have we got? And uh, it leads to a lot of frustration. I, I agree. Twenty minutes, sorry, first five, ten, fifteen minutes, the crowd seemed fairly boisterous. It's freezing in London right now. It's raining all day. It's sleet. It's in your face. It's just probably not a very nice time to go and see a football game. Not making excuses, but yeah, you know, they went there with with like you know the best intentions. And as Seb said, there the team has sucked the life and the atmosphere out of uh, out of the team and, and the bowl. Sorry, out of the out of the game and 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 the actual physical bowl of a stadium. It's it's perplexing. It's it's perplexing because I, I I don't know what's gone wrong between the end of last season when we mm. looked good 
playing this 3-4-3 and we were chasing Arsenal down and we were like, we were bossing games. I, I know, we I, know. We I, can, I can have a good Go fucking, fucking guess. Is that at the end of last season, he wanted to be there, Conte, and this season, he don't want to be there. It is that simple. I, I don't see any other, any other thing. Look, We've covered it, we've said it, and we've said we feel sorry for him with the, the losses that he's had, the, the fitness coach, and then his friends yeah. in Italy, and he's had gallbladder surgery, and it's not very pleasant. But if you pay anyone 15 million quid a year, right? I said to I said to a guy I was speaking to online uh, the other day who listens to the pod, right? I would live on the moon and I would move my family to the moon for 15 million quid a year, right? You're paying him that much money. Get your family over here. You're living in London, mate. Sort it out. Um, I hate the phrase man up. That isn't necessarily what I, what I wanted to say. So, so. It's, it's International Women's Day as well. International <laughs> Women's Day. So shout out to our female listeners. Sort your shit out. Move yourself to London and commit to the club. He's not committed. He doesn't care. It transmits down. This time last year, he was committed in the sense that he had still had 18 months left on his contract. That, for me, is it. And look, we've had injuries. There's, there's, there's excuses that you can make, but it, it, it's just so poor. And it's, it, it's, it's not even poor. It's like it's, it's cheating. Yeah, you know, it's cheating the fans. It, it isn't right. It, you know, turn up and put a performance in. Three one-nil losses in a row, and honestly, it, it's, it's weak. It's just weak, weak running all the way through the squad. Yeah, I, take I think there's a couple of, of interesting week. things that have come out there, Seb. So, like Paul said uh, around um, elite sports, that you know the differences are in confidence and attitude and, and that kind of thing. And, and listening to the way that you're talking about Conte, and if that is the case, if he's basically not looking like he wants to be there, the players are getting that vibe. The players are not going to feel confident. The players are not going to feel like you know they can actually buy into what he's selling because he's gone in five minutes. So if that's the case, you can understand why the performances are lacklustre. Um, I still think that as a professional sportsman, you should want to give more than than they're giving. Um, but I do think that a lot of the the issues that we're having are in uh, are in the headspace rather than the the physical space or the ability that the players have. I think it's, I agree with you, but I think it's twofold. It's very hard to get at, to, to um, improve your confidence and improve your gameplay and all the things that would make a positive outcome if you if tactically and mentally through the manager you're not you, you're not given that opportunity. They look lost. They act, they do look lost. Right, we've we. West Ham, the, the the victories that we've had. Look, we seem to have some kind of hex over Manchester City. You almost take that one out of it. Right, West Ham and Chelsea, when we've played them, are two of the poorest teams in the league. Look, Chelsea might have turned a corner now and they're in the last eight of the Champions League. So, so well done. What do I know? But when we played them, they were absolutely in a rut and didn't seem like they were going to be able, be able to create anything. They weren't great games. You know, we, we didn't boss them. It's so hard, I think, to for these players to gain any sense of confidence with this negative... Bore, uh, look, yeah, there's probably a million and one better words that you can use, but it's boring. It's boring. Not only did we lose tonight, we were bored shitless. We, we drew, but we, we, we went out. We'll get back onto the manager in a bit. I just let's tie up the game. Let's get the game out of the way first. Um, Paul. Well, it shouldn't take yeah. long. There's nothing interesting in it. Because <laughs> well, Paul Muir is, is renowned for finding positives 
out of performances. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, there was a positive. Like I thought Pedro Porro came on and, and played very well. I thought that was probably one of the, the, the very few green shoots of positivity from tonight. I thought he, he played well when he came on. His, his free kick wasn't great. It was straight into the wall. But I think it just added that bit of oomph that we were missing. And and yeah. we had a sort of 10, 15-minute spell in that second half where we were on the front foot, where we were pushing them up until Romero's red card, of course. Yeah, uh, Poro, come on, and he just gave a little bit of kind of dy- dynamicism, if uh, try to say that word after a few drinks. Dynamism? And, um, yeah, <laughs> dynamism. <laughs> dynamism. And, uh, That's easy. Dynamism. dynamism. Energy. Okay. Energy. Energy. Gave him like a lightning ball of energy. And, uh, yeah, and I thought he, I actually thought he put Cooley back to uh, wing back at one point because Poro seems to be ahead of him all the time. But you're right. Uh, he, he, he seemed to come on and he seemed to be first thought was to go forward, which I understand is uh, one of his attributes that he had in um, in Portugal. Was it Sporting? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was disappointed in the free kick as well because yeah, it, it seemed Kane esque at the end when it hit the middle of the uh, <laughs> of the wall. But um, he he was driving forward and he was he was attempting to make things happen and he looked like the the, the time meant something to him. I'd also like to say I thought Skip. Uh, in the middle, um, did exactly what he's supposed to be doing, and was very neat and tidy. You know, I think I don't think Hoiberg had the greatest game tonight, but I thought Skip was was over over both these legs when he was in there with Saar in a mm. way. Like I just want to say that as well. I'm I've, I'm quite positive about Skip and and what he's been doing certainly since like Benton has been out. And he's been given a run of games um, mm. in the side, so I thought he was good as well. But yeah, I think I think the main kind of like the eye catching player was was Poro because of, of of as I said his his energy going down the right. Good thing. It was, it's interesting he kept Emerson Royale as well and put him on on the left. I thought it was I thought it was quite quite telling. Yeah, I think that that was sort of a, a, a inverted wingers. I think because he, he took off um, Perisic. Yeah, yeah, Perisic. Yeah, um, Paul. One. So, I mean, we'll talk about the red card very quickly. Um, the thing is, like in the, in the Brazil Spurs WhatsApp group, was screwing with Romero. I was like, this is what Romero does. I don't think it, it would have changed the game had he stayed on. We weren't we weren't breaking them down with him on. So when, when he was off, it wasn't a huge difference. My concern if, if he has properly injured himself. But um, just, just what were your thoughts on on the red and and the crowd's reaction to, to Sanchez coming on as well? Me, okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, look, I, I think that, yeah, Romero does that. He's he's always done that. It's part of his game. I think that that it's going to be very easy to blame him for us going down to to 10. But I think you've also got to look at why is he in that position? You know, what are we not doing further up the pitch to, to allow these balls to come through that he's got to go flying into to silly challenges? So that's kind of the, the first thing. Seb doesn't agree with me, but that's no, good. I, I like Seb not agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't you can't say that it's all down to Romero. The, it shouldn't have got out there in the first place for him to have to make that stupid challenge. Yes, it's a stupid challenge. Yes, it's rash, but we know he's going to do that. 
So I don't think that you can put it all on him. There's there's nine other outfield players before it gets anywhere near him. Look where the tackles were, Paul. They're not in the penalty area or anywhere near. He doesn't need to do either of those challenges. They're, they're miles away. There's no danger. That one, the, the one, the one that he got eventually, the, the second one, he's nowhere. He doesn't need to do it. Just have a bit of sense. You know, oh, the, on, you know I so you know he's not going to do that. So why then put him in that position where he's going to make that? That's because, what the no, team's we're, supposed we're to do. Back in the game, actually, just before he got sent off, I mean, and talk about taking the air out of the stadium, that 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 was obviously it. But for the 10 minutes before that, I was, we've had a few corners. We we had a bit of possession. We seemed to be winning the ball back when they were clearing it out. We seemed to be, be recycling it quite well. And then the ball comes out there. It is, I mean, it's nowhere near our penalty area. It's on the sideline and it's towards the halfway line. Doesn't need to do it. Just doesn't need to do it. My ball might have even been going out of play. It was yeah. ridiculous. It's absolute. I mean, stupidity multiplied. It it was it was ridiculous. And I thought for a second he, he was injured. No, he wasn't. He was hoping that that um, referee was going to let it go. Um, I mean, I, I I can't remember honestly seeing anything so stupid um, uh, from from a Tottenham player in a long time. And oh, mate, we've got Davinson Sanchez playing for us. Come on, mate. There's been plenty. But look, on just just to move on from from that the, the sub when we brought on Sanchez, Paul Muir, you 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 uh, made a point about the crowd reaction. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. I, I I don't like it. I can understand it straight away. I can understand it, and I would I would never tell people how to behave when they pay the money they pay to go and see Champions League games or any game at Spurs Stadium. All right, I'm not going to tell people how to behave. I don't know anybody in decent level sport that's ever felt, ever been made to uh, perform better by someone booing them. Okay, so I've, I've been around Somerset uh, County Cricket Club for a little while. And um, players, yeah, it's, it's a bit difficult. You have to walk through kind of like from the, from the dressing room down through the crowd and stuff. And I've been at a few 2020 games. And um, Justin Langer, Australian captain, uh, was a coach as well. And he always said, try and block the crowd out because it that walk down from the dressing room to the pitch will just just drain you. It will just it will just drain you. The flip side of that is is if the crowd is low and you go on and you're a 2020 game and you hit like 25 runs from an over, everybody everything gets up. It, it, it it's it's the jolt of energy again, just like Pedro Porro into the stadium and the crowd. I think Romero sometimes that way is stupid what he does sometimes. But I think sometimes he knows that a good hard tackle timed correctly, like he did at Leicester last season when he he, he signed you or whatever, he got the ball. It it, it, it it I think he wants to like not put down a marker, but he just wants to like inject a little bit of something to like try and get the the overall kind of atmosphere to be more positive. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out tonight. But I can I can understand a little bit. He's probably frustrated as much as the crowd. He's feeling it, and he's gone in and tried to like smash someone or get the ball and do it in a way where like people have gone yes and his team has gone like yes he's tried he's tried to create an, an epoch moment where it's just like it switches the energy on in the team and like okay christian's up for it it's a bit late i know it did work tonight but i get the feeling that maybe there's a little bit of that with romero as well there's a little absolutely bit of like, fine absolutely fine if you're not on the yellow card 
you're on a yellow card that stops yeah, don't do yeah. it <laughs> it's, it, yeah. it's just it's just common sense look can you ask me uh, well uh, can you ask me about the sanchez um substitution because I've, I've got something cool. to say yeah yeah good it i was a little bit disappointed i'll go right against what paul said i thought the crowd should have made more of it because the, no, the, I, the, I, the, no, 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 they weren't. No. Let, let's get one thing sorted. They weren't booing Davins and Sanchez. They I think they, a lot of them were. I think no, a lot of them were. I think a lot of them were. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm think, with Seb on this. I think that it was booing the fact that we were making a defensive substitution yeah. at a time. No, we, we had to. No, we no, just we didn't. We didn't. We still had Longley. Still had Davies. Still had Porro. Porro made a great block. Right, he can play defender. He can play at the back. He can play at the back. Made a no, he can't. Ball. He's never played at the back for Sporting. Why would he do that now? Like, we we just, need to take off. You're taking off. We've Kuzinski. just talked about Poro. We've just talked about Poro being now most effective kind of offensive, and we were putting him at back three. Come on, Sam. Well, I, would, I wouldn't have bought Sanchez on, and I wouldn't have taken Kulisewski on off. But irrespective of that, the, the closest that I can remember that being was when... Um, uh, the Lucas Moura sub the Lucas Moura substitution in Nuno's game last game against uh, Manchester United, and yeah. the, the the crowd went nuts, um, and that was the closest to it. And I wish it had been more, and I wish there'd been it had been joined with um, some Conte out chance and things like that, exactly the same as it was. Can't get beyond um, that. No, well, we we can we can disagree. We can disagree because for me, that is the final nail in the coffin uh, of of Antonio Conte. I thought it was absolutely, I thought it was scandalous, right? It's for me, who who is saying, who's making those choices? There was lots of coverage, uh, um, kept cutting to Stellini and Mason and Sanchez warming up and he's about to come on. And they had, they had minutes, they had a long time to think about that change. And it, for me, it just made zero sense. For, uh, like we, 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 You can say that you disagree, but he, he offered nothing. There was no need. We are one nil down down to 10 men with 10 minutes to go chasing the only thing really that any of us fussed about this season and we bring up bring off an attacker and put on a defender and not only that not a very good defender right there were other options right there are other things that you could do right bring on Saar right cover cover your defense cover your defense but also be able to put something in midfield and create right it, absolutely, it, it, it's so bad. I don't know how you can't see it, guys. It's awful. It, I, I, you're I, I, talking I, about. You're talking. I said, I said, nobody's saying we can't see it. You're talking about practicality. You're talking. You're talking about how how defensive minded Conte is and how you don't like it and stuff. And the one thing that he's done, the worst thing that he's done, you're defending it. How can I don't know. You? A defender, a defender was red carded, and he brought a, he brought a defender on because the defender was red carded. I don't blame him for that. That's not defensive. That's just like right, shit. We've lost a defender. We need to get have at least some stability at the back because you saw at the, the end. By the way, they they had so they should have probably scored with those doesn't chances matter. at the end. Doesn't I know it doesn't matter, but, but I, I, I understand. We need, we still needed a base, and so I, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't surprised. We were brought a defender on when a defender was red carded. I think it was more than ten minutes left as well. It was. It was Mid seventies, I think, when uh, when Romero was 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 card was was sent off. But um, I think, regardless of whether you agree with with the defender coming on at that point or not, the 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 point here is that as a as a crowd, as a supporter, um, to boo at that point has 
has no positive effect whatsoever. There is no way that you booing, whether you're booing Sanchez or whether you're booing Conte for making that substitution, that that booing is going to have a positive effect on the team. And if we all want positive effects on the team, then why the fuck are we doing stupid shit like that? Right, let's tie up the game. That's, that, that, was there anything else from the game that we need to cover? Or can we just move on? Kane had a good header. Kane's header, yeah. It's a 94th minute. We had, we had our, our, yeah, yeah. our first and only decent chance. I thought I thought it was going in. It was a good save, and they went up the other end and nearly scored themselves. Uh, it was very fortunate. It sort of fell back to, to Forster, but again, though, Paul, like ninety fourth minute, Paul in straight out ninety four minutes, so we have a decent chance. That says everything, doesn't it? It does, and and it's it's what I said earlier. For me, is that we're not finding space for those attacking players to to work in, um, and that was the first time that Kane got. You know, half a yard of space anywhere in the whole game. Was it? Is it more them? Is it? Is it just the playing against Italians that are tactically uh, astute, that, that are well organised, or was it? Was it? Was it just? Or I guess maybe it's a, a combination of of their prowess and our our inability. Well, I, I don't think we've created space in any of the games that I've watched recently. Yeah. Well, let's go back to to the managers. So apparently, Pochettino is keen to come back. Uh, Paul in Australia, you. Uh, you, you spoke up about that, that time under Poch. Um, would you be okay with him coming back now? Uh, it's it's one of those difficult things. Like, you know, there's been some girlfriends that I've had that have been really, really great, some fantastic times, and we've split <laughs> up. And you look at and you go, mm, do I want to go back to that again? It very rarely works. <clears throat> so, yes, I'd love to see him back, but I don't think it's going to work. So it's it's a real kind of war between my heart and my head at the moment. Mm. Sometimes it works. Zidane went back to Real and it worked there. We won a couple more Champions League. Uh, I'm sure Neil Warnock's gone back to a few clubs and done all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trying to think of others. Uh, David Moyes went back to West Ham. He's doing shit now. but but It it, it can work out. I think, okay, Neil, you're you're laughing at me. Where are you with the Poch rumour? Poch coming back, working for Paratici, and we've just spent 200 million quid on getting some players that um, play in a three-four, play for a three-four-three in Conte, do I want Pop back? With that in mind, no, I don't. But then I'm probably not going to want to watch this kind of football for the remaining eight or nine games when it is for the season. Um, do I want Pop back? No, I don't think I do. To be honest, because also I don't want him to ruin the legacy of bringing me so. Back so close, as Paul said at the very beginning of this podcast, we were united on and off the field as well. We all felt we were going with our identity on and off the field. We knew what we were about. We knew what Poxy and and Hedu and all the guys and the Tony and the other coaching staff. We knew what they were trying to achieve. We gave them time. We gave it patience because we could see something happening. I don't think we're going to be that fortunate again the second time around, and I don't want to. I don't want to lose that feeling of watching that team of young Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen, Eric Dyer, Victor Wanyama before he did his knee, Harry coming through. It's just, it's just brilliant, brilliant memories in my head. I don't think we're going to be able to do that a second time. So no, I don't want. Pop Even back. with the new players, though, we've got, we got, we got. We, we, it's not. There's not many what four or five players that have stayed on from the Poch era, which again is probably scandalous. We should have moved, other than Kane. Most of them should have moved on. But but we got we got new squad now and, and a better squad than when Poch first arrived. So surely you can work wonders with the investment that we put in. And I, I know you pointed out that 
that they, they've been Conte players. But I think what, what mm. Perisic, you, you can get something out of Poro. Perisic's got one year left. He's old, he's a granddad, he's a pedestrian. But th- 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 there's players there. And Udogi coming in as well. Spence, mm. like he can get, he can get. Remember when we had Rose and Walker? Like, doesn't play with Spence... wingbacks, Brent. He doesn't play with wingbacks. He plays a flat back four. Um, I, yeah, I know. I know. I, I know what you're saying. I, there, there is like real. A doggy is looking really good. Spence is looking alright. He's still not played in a winning team yet in France, but it looks alright from what I can see. Um, yeah, I agree with. You. There are players there, and maybe Pop could come in and um, and 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 fashion those players into like something that you wanted to play, like maybe a four-two-three-one if Harry stays, or or Richardson's number nine. I'm not sure, but. I just can't see it happening again under 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 the uh, the current director of football it, it, as if he stays because I don't think Pox worked for director of football before. I think he'd want. I think there'd be um, uh, kind of like a clash of like personalities and like a bit of struggle, which probably would do the on activities more the good. So I hear what you're saying, but it's still a no from me. Seb, in a heartbeat, <laughs> and it doesn't, and it and it doesn't need to be the same as last time doesn't even need to be the, as good as last time it needs to be better than what it is now because what we've got now is absolutely appalling and we'll it has been up. we we have had we've had jose which was awful it was awful football that none of us enjoyed we've then had nuno awful uh, i mean I, I you know i've been supporting spurs for the best part of 40 years and i can't remember anything as bad as that and then we've had the apparent saviour and barring March to May last year. I I can't. It, it, it's not it's not fun. I want it to be fun again. I want to enjoy watching us. I want some kids to come through. I want I, I want smiles on the pitch. Uh, you know, when, honestly, when was the last time? You know, you need to think. And you say it won't be as good again. And and everything else. We went to United and Dictum. We went to Chelsea and Dictum. We used to give, give Liverpool proper games, not games where we're holding on for dear life and we might nick something, but we probably won't. But oh, we might get a draw or something like that. Go, go and give them a game. Go and challenge them. Yeah, man for man. I, I would have him back tonight. That's how I feel. And I, I haven't really said this before, but it's it's meant to be fun. You know, we're meant to enjoy going to games, watching games, paying extortionate amount of, amounts of money, as I know Paul, you do, and uh, and and others, other others uh, do. It's meant to be fun, and it is not fun. I would take getting Potch in now, finishing sixth, and keeping Harry Kane because he's happy in that team. He ain't happy. He will go a hundred percent. He will go. How can you be happy playing for that? He don't get how many chances did he have tonight? How many chances did we chances did we make for our world class striker? Not one. Not one. He didn't have a chance. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's it's ridiculous. Get him in now. You can say or, there's two options for me because I think Conte. Is, we, we we all agree he's gone. The option mm-hmm. is get Poch in now. Now or if you're going to be prepared to take uh, a double um, double back, you know, kind of re- right reset, go back to 2014 effectively, because like, that's where we are now, is wait and put all the feelers out for someone like Thomas Frank. But I know where I'd be if I was Thomas Frank now. I wouldn't be in a hurry to go to Tottenham. 
Well, that's it. You made a good point there, uh, Pauline Strayer. Um, Pauline Strayer, Paul Fellows. Um, if, if not Poch, who? Like there's, there's talk of Deserby. There's talk of, as, as Seb said, Thomas Frank. There's uh, Luis Enrique is available. There, there, there are good managers out there that we can get, and it, we don't have to go back to Poch. So, if not Poch, who else? I think that's that's difficult. I mean, I don't want to see um, another Chelsea reject coming in because I'm, I'm yeah, fairly certain that in their contracts done. when they leave Chelsea that they uh, they <laughs> get to novel Spurs whenever they turn up. Do shit at Spurs, yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, I don't want to see that. Um, I, I think that really what, whether it's Potch or whether it's someone else, we, we need someone to come in and and unify the club and the support. That's that's really what we need. And that's not going to happen by by coming in and playing this, this tepid... <laughs> slow, stodgy style of football that that's been happening through the the last three managers. So, you know, we need we need something that changes that style. We need something that that gives us the the energy back on the pitch because that then transmits to the stands. That then transmits to you know to all of us around the world. You know, I know that there's always this kind of like debate about you know the ones that go to the games, they're the real fans and all that kind of thing. But you know, we're all in this together. Like mm-hmm. I. I'm 12,000 miles away and I'm just as fucking miserable as Paul Moore is just down the road. <laughs> well, almost. <laughs> almost. How are you, Paul? You, you, you weren't too keen then on, on Poch then. Because who, who, Con- I think we are all in agreement here that this is the end. Conte's at least at the end of the season, he's gone and hopefully before to give us a bit of a, a bounce to try and get top four because that's all we've got left. But who would you like to see come in? Uh, I like the guy at Sporting. I liked it when they played us early in the, in, in the Champions League. Hammer um, is it? Think, yeah, and I think he's quite good. Um, Sandro likes him as well, just to point that out. Sandro. Oh, do you know Sandro Brown? Do you know Sandro Brown? <laughs> right, okay. I was going to say, oh, if Sandro likes it and Paul Muir likes it, get him in. <laughs> um, um, I think we, yeah, I the coach that comes in, you see that, Again, this is this is where I'm a little bit with a club as well. It's like we don't seem to have the football people in the club to like go out and like we need to manage to fit our style of football. It sounds like it, it really feels like at the minute is that the next appointment will be the direction of football that we go in. It's not that we're we're trying to find someone to fit our kind of model. We're waiting for someone to like almost kind of like come in and implant their model for us like okay here's our stadium and here's our lovely kind of stand uh stands and here's our training and and we and we're, we're gonna you know we've got these like 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 a player has got this camera coming through stuff like here these are your tools go away and like you know, create something for us rather than us having like a philosophy and etc etc and someone coming in and helping being kind of develop that philosophy the football people at the club don't seem to have that at the minute and i just i'm just I, i'm just a bit of loss of who could come in and, and really kind of and really kind of like set that whole thing up because it seems like we haven't got anybody coming through the last couple of managers we had didn't really kind of like like think much about youth as much as pochettino did so there's a there's a there's a advantage there straight away in pochettino's column but it's it's I, I don't know what somebody like Thomas Frank or someone like um, Deserby if we could get any of those. He's only been at Brighton for five minutes, bringing those kind of players through and, and creating that kind of like system from the ground up. I, I, that's what I'd like to see at Spurs. But you can't go from having someone like you know uh, Mourinho and then obviously going yeah you know, in, into Conte and then going for someone who's going to be 
you know, a kind of almost like a developmental kind of coach who's early on in their career, that just won't work. So to answer your question, Brendan, apart from the guy at sport, I, I don't really know who, who I'd like, to be honest. I just want someone to come in and and to like start, you know, like giving back an identity. It was mentioned earlier, an identity to like our system of play and the way we play. This is the way that Spurs play. The, the answer from what you guys have said and that I don't want to sound like I know because I don't know, but the answer is Pochettino because there, there, there is, I want someone to come into Spurs who wants to be at Spurs, number one. And then the other, the other thing is, and I've got some stats up here. I'll be, I was hoping I'd get a chance to bring this up. So I'm, I'm going to go, <laughs> go for it. I've got the, um, the win rates of our um, Premier League managers and, uh, and it's the win rates of them at Spurs compared to their overall win rates. And that's from Jerry Francis all the way Before through. Before we go, is, is Tim Sherwood top? Because if he is, fuck your stats. No, no, it's not It's not about that. It's about their win rates compared to their overall managerial career. So this is the other thing. Pochettino wants to come to Tottenham. That is obvious, right? The media... Um, drops, if you like, of Pochettino is prepared to come to Tottenham is because it's been put out there. He is more than happy to come. What other manager really worth his salt wants to come to Tottenham? Because Jerry Francis, a 38% win rate as Tottenham manager against a 52% win rate in his career. Christian Gross, 34% win rate at Tottenham against 48% in his career. George Graham, 39% at Tottenham compared to 53 in his career. Glenn Hoddle, 39% at Tottenham compared to 48% in his career. David Pleat, 38% compared to 48%. Santini, 38% compared to 53%. Martignol, 44 compared to 57. Juan de Ramos, 38 compared to 53. Harry Redknapp, 49 compared to 62. Andre Villas-Boas, 55 compared to 67. Tim Sherwood, 50 compared to 57. Pochettino, 54 compared to 65. Mourinho, 51 compared to 62. Ryan Mason, we can take him out of it. Nuno Espirito Santo, 47 compared to 52. And Conte, 56 compared to 63. So you come to Tottenham and your win rate as a manager goes down. Okay. What more do you need to say? Uh, you know, you, you can say stats lie and all that. but No, but you, you can make Tottenham. numbers say anything you like, mate. Hmm. Well, what, what, where, where would you disagree with that? Because you come to Tottenham and you don't succeed. Yeah, but if you look at some of the, the, the places like, you know, you go all the way back to Gross, you know, he was managing in a farmer's league and doing all right, you know, and that's what gave him the opportunity to then come to a, um, a bigger club. So, you know, you can't, you can't put everything on those numbers. By that reckoning, Pochettino came at Spurs and doesn't want to be there anymore because his win rate went down. Or did his win rate go up because he went to PSG and there's no one to challenge them? So probably, probably, to, I, I get there's things just numbers, that you can, mate. They're just I, numbers. I get there's things that you can you can um, you, you can manipulate if you like within the figures. But my point being is that we've employed Mourinho and Conte, and I've got no doubt that Conte will go somewhere else after after Spurs and make a success of it exactly the same as what Mourinho is doing at doing at Roma. We don't. We don't. But it goes. It, I'm trying to agree, in a sense, Paul, with what with what with what both of you have been saying, is that there's no there's no forward thinking plan. Whoever comes in, whether it's Pochettino or someone else, will come in and have to deal with the cards that have been pre dealt in terms of players, in terms of in terms of formation, if you like, because we don't have a forward thinking plan. So, so the, the elephant in the room with all that then is the directorship of the club. 
and the the stewardship of the club at the moment. Oh. And you know, there, there's a lot of people who will be jumping up and down and saying, you know, Enoch out, Enoch out. But if you look at those um, appointments that we've made with with Mourinho and with Conte, you know, because the way the fans have been baying for, we haven't had a trophy in our bloody long it is, you know, Levy and the board have gone, okay, well, let's bring a proven winner in. Let's give you what you want in that respect. And we are willing to sacrifice our DNA to do that. Now, what I would ask all of you is how important is that to you? You know, if I offer you a bit of silverware, what are you willing to sacrifice at your club for that bit of silverware? I'll sacrifice my children for a fucking trophy, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love them. I love them. Well, I, I know what you mean. And and, and I think basically the, the stats just point out that, that Spurs are cursed. I think that's that's more than... Um, more than evident. You go in the existential, like Franco and Paul did on the uh, on the last pod. <laughs> <laughs> like, if anything shit's going to happen, it's going to happen. Spurs. For for me, right now, I really don't give a shit about fourth place this season. I really yeah. don't care because we're being exactly as I said. I said it on previous pods. It's not in hindsight. It's not talking about after tonight. It's the fact that I know that if we did get in the top four, we'll be having this same conversation ne- this time next year when we've either crashed out of the group stages or gone out, um, you know, it doesn't matter for me. I want to see exciting football. I'd like a trophy. I think, like, as I said before on podcasts, half of them are bought already, you know, whether you like it or not. You know, Manchester City, Chelsea, Newcastle, Manchester United, they're buying them before the season even begins. Might as well, might as well hand them to them now. So it's very, very difficult to win a trophy I, I, I'm more about the football that's being served up. And it's, it, as I've said, and I don't want to keep repeating myself, it's dross. So I want to get someone in who makes me enjoy my football again. Cool. All right, guys, we've been going for an hour now. So, uh, Seb, before we go, um, what's the latest prize from footballprizes.co.uk? I know I should have checked the Facebook page. Is there anything up? or we, uh, we just Richarlison. Richarlison, our super number nine. There's, oh, uh, so think, there's... Hasn't pulled me over all the tickets for that already, though? Because he is the number what, nine. What, you can win Richarlison? <laughs> what? what are you going to do with him Paul I can put him in the basement I can put him in the basement and then put the gimp mask on him and like you know like ne- we'll never see him again that, that's what I do with Richardson. if you've got a spare 50 million quid I think you you, you can afford him because we, we all know he's worth that uh, but it's a, is it a Richardson boot is it a, a collage What's the... well I'll be honest so it's a Richardson shirt uh, Richardson number 9 shirt signed and framed and uh, there are well, you're in with a good chance because there were or there are 149 tickets available at the time of this podcast. Only 31 have been sold. Um, the best thing about this prize is that they are offering instant wins, one of which is Tottenham Tour for two people uh, around the stadium, which is fantastic. Um, but if you're lucky enough to draw ticket number 50, um, you win a signed and framed Davinson Sanchez print, um, which I know is something that we, we all want. Uh, and uh, oh, there are also some uh, f- football prizes. Is going to come and take your Kulisevsky print away when he gives you that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, they've, they've, I think they've signed them. Fr- they signed and framed, and it also has audible boos as well. Uh, every time you uh, you attempt to hang it up, in fact, every time you attempt to hang it up, it drops drops off the wall. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's available. And like I said, thirty one tickets sold out of one hundred and forty nine for the Richardson prize so you're in with a good chance tickets are 395 
head over to footballprizes.co.uk. Oh, the promo promo code cheese ten. So that's is it cheese ten, Seb? CR ten. CR ten. CR ten. CR ten. CR ten. All letters. But you do get a ten percent discount. You can see you've been away for a while. Can't even do the code right. Bring bring Franco back. That's what I say. <laughs> Team Franco. Uh, Paul Fellows, thank you for joining, mate. Great to chat with you again. Uh, always a pleasure. Thank you for healing my my wounds I suffered this morning. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mr. Muir, good, good to chat as always. Always. We go again. Come on, you Spurs. Forest weekend. Here we go. So we didn't even talk about the Forest game. I'm just dreading it. Seb, good, good chatting, mate. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I do, I do appreciate it. It hasn't made me feel any better on this occasion, but thank you anyway. All good, all good. So, as Paul said, do listen out for the review of what we hope will be a win over Forest to get our spirits up. Uh, do look out for the YouTube crew. They have There was an instant reaction YouTube video that went out from Gibbo and the boys uh, tonight, and they'll be back on Friday night as well. Uh, please do uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and keep the faith. Uh, hopefully, if you've stuck with us for this long, uh, that you, <laughs> you, you've enjoyed the pod. So, and uh, as ever... Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.